I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices on Role Models, the podcast that provides a platform for real people to share their untold stories. In this series, we hear stories about finding guidance in the most unlikely of places. If you enjoyed these episodes, share them with the people in your life. Let's get into today's episode. There was so much weight behind what he said. It was saying, you need to make a decision right now. You need to take charge of your destiny. And I am telling you how you can do that. Sunetra Gupta has always loved animals. When I was a child, I moved around a lot. So we didn't have pets. And I remember trying to sort of keep a fly in a matchbox (laughs) at one point, just because I was so desperate to have a, a pet. Then, when she was 16, Sunetra was given a pet rabbit. He lived for 12 years. Which is, you've got to admit, a very uh, senior age for a rabbit. When Sinetra left her home in Kolkata to go to university, her father was tasked with looking after the rabbit. In effect, the rabbit became my father's pet. My father and I had a very strong bond uh, always, but it augmented that bond in very interesting ways. And my father became very attached to the rabbit. Her father, Druba would write letters to her from the rabbit. He also wrote them in French. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Sonetra would get French letters from her pet rabbit while she was at university. Naturally, the rabbit would update her on all the family gossip and pass comments on global affairs. Druba would fold the paper into quarters. He'd write the top few lines. Her mother would write the second part and her grandmother would write the third. And then the fourth bit, when you fold it over, was from the rabbit in French. <laughs> and it was just wonderful. Sinatra's beloved father, Druba, had a playful streak, mischievous even. As he got older, he started to look young for his age because he had a very youthful expression always. <laughs> uh, and then a real twinkle in his eyes. I thought he was a very handsome man. He had very beautiful eyes very expressive. He was completely bald. He started to lose his hair in his mid-twenties. Drupal was a renaissance man of sorts. He was a Bengali renaissance man. He loved cinema and theatre and books. He was a great entertainer. He, he was an extraordinary person. I mean, he taught African history at the University of Calcutta. He founded the Film Society of Calcutta back in the 50s. He was a great adventurer. He absolutely loved to travel. Most of all, Sonetra remembers her father as someone with a beautiful voice who loved to sing. He was an excellent singer. He sang all the time. His singing was a sort of um, the music in my life and has always been the music in my life. When she was a child, Sonetra woke up to the sound of her father singing most days. His voice would mingle with the soundscape of the warm Kolkata morning, hawkers selling coconuts, birds warbling, the hum of nearby water pumps. Sonetra loved the buzz of the city. It's full of these beautiful old colonial buildings and hustle and bustle of life, and it's also the centre of the most vibrant kind of intellectual activity and real internationalism. 
Sunetra's father made sure to immerse her in this community of lively debate and discussion. We talked all the time and and he initiated me into the whole art of thinking uh, just by sitting around the dinner table and just challenging me in conversations. It was a discourse. It was always, let's talk. You're a valid other person. Let's talk. You're young. You're a child. Let's still have a conversation. When Druber was going out to meet his friends, he would often invite Sinatra along. And this is from the age of 11 or 12. He'd say, hey, would you like to come along? I'm going to meet up with my friends in either one of their houses or in a restaurant. The men would drink their beers, Sinatra would sip on a lemonade, and they'd all talk, mostly about films and music. When I spoke, all these men who were then in their, whatever, 40s, 50s, would just listen to me. Everyone was accorded respect in their opinion. In 1979, Sonetra was 14. She was doing really well at school. Her grades were excellent. But something just didn't feel right. I was attending a very posh, exclusive school, which I found to be not really, didn't suit me. I felt I was more interested in um, integrating with the Bengali culture. This school was much more, it catered to a privileged class. But there's nothing academically wrong. I just don't like this. I want something else for myself. Sinetra was feeling conflicted. She decided to raise the issue with her father. We were walking back from the Calcutta Book Fair. And I said, I wasn't really happy with my situation at school. And he said, well, in that case, you should leave. He said, well, if you're not happy there, then you must leave. And you should go to a different school. He had a great her dignity in, in how he spoke. Druber's words were simple enough, but Sinetra could read between the lines. It was imbued with a sense of purpose. There was so much actual weight behind what he said. It was saying, you need to make a decision right now, madam. <laughs> You're 14 years old, and you need to take charge of your destiny. And I am telling you how you can do that. Sonetra took Druba's advice and took the admissions test for a new school, an experimental one. The gamble paid off. She loved the school and spent four happy years there. Sonetra went on to study biology. After she got her PhD on the transmission of infectious diseases, she went out for a celebration drink with her father. My PhD supervisor says to him, Oh, you must be very proud. And my father said, why? It's just a PhD. He never said, I'm proud of you. In fact, that was something he actively did not like to say. The way Druba saw it, a PhD isn't an end in itself. It's good. It might help you in your goals, but your real goals are to achieve happiness, fulfillment, and to be able to care for others and to be able to do something that makes you feel like you've achieved your purpose in life. And that's not something anyone can endorse externally. Most people crave the approval of their parents. Things were different between Sinetra and Druba. I didn't need him to say, I love you. I knew that so well, so deeply inside. And I didn't need him to say, I'm proud of you. 
I've just never needed him to be proud of me. It was almost uh, the understanding between us was so clear and close. It wasn't about being... He didn't ask me to achieve anything. He, he just wanted to enable me to be who I wanted to be. Sinatra went on to become an award-winning epidemiologist and professor in the Department of Zoology at Oxford University. She researches how infectious diseases like malaria, flu and COVID are transmitted and is focused on developing a new flu vaccine. It's clear that Druba's influence can be felt in Sinatra's two daughters, Olivia and Isolde. Of course, we've had two very difficult years and they've really shown to me what they're made of in these two years. Pre-pandemic, her older daughter had been training as a corporate lawyer. But decided instead to take up a much lower paying job um, in order to do public law and human rights. And that's very inspiring to me. And I know that's exactly what my father would have liked. She now works as an immigration lawyer. It really arose from within her. It makes me believe that people, you know, that we are good, that we tend towards being good. And if all things are equal, we do not move towards positions of greed. Doing what you feel in your heart to be right, not because of the trappings or how it looks on the outside. That's the legacy of Druba Gupta, one of them anyway. One of the things I took from my father was very much that an unexamined life was not worth living and also that you have to stand up for what you believe in. And I think that that's the central thread. You have to stand up for what you believe in. And, and you have to endure the costs of that. Sonetra has been active in calling out the harms of lockdown during the pandemic. She's one of the founders of Collateral Global, a charity which documents the effects of COVID policies. Druba passed away in 2004 at the age of 69. And it was this incredible loss and I had to kind of deal with that loss. Um, and I had young children at the time and, you know, how do you put all that together? And I think the way I put it together at that point was just by thinking, I was so lucky to have this person as a parent. Um, and at the time, you know, when I needed him, and now I don't have him anymore, but I've not lost anything. I've, those are the, Those memories are permanent. Sonetra will often still listen to her father singing in the mornings. She has plenty of recordings of his songs. I just feel incredibly lucky. I just, it makes me feel blessed. It just simply makes me feel so extraordinarily lucky to have had that person in my life. Listening to Sinatra talking about the relationship she had with her father is a heartwarming experience. It appears to have been characterised by mutual love and respect that, crucially, was felt and didn't need to be said. Parents are so often focused on the achievements of their children, but Druber wanted something more profound for his daughter, happiness and self-actualization. Giving Sinatra the space to be the person she wanted to become has obviously helped her to achieve success in life, but most importantly, success on her own terms. 
This is something which she has passed on to her daughters. She's been supportive of the choices they've made and has allowed them the same freedom she was afforded. Ultimately, by being such an influential role model, Druba has created a role model in Sinetra and I'm sure that's been passed on to her daughters as well. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com. If you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week.